is Pastor Matt Nussbaum, and I'm here with Pastor Mike Richardson. This is Upstream Podcast. Upstream, uh, all about following Jesus, who was always pushing us against the status quo. And I'm just going to start with a scenario. Uh, this was years ago. It was actually 1989. It's a, another story I told in previous podcasts was also 1989, but they were it was a big year for me. <laughs> Record so year. I was a seminary student. Uh, I think I was in my uh, second or third year at this time. And the particular morning, which was my habit, I was doing my, what Christians often call my quiet time, my time with God. I was praying, reading my Bible. I was actually on my knees. I'm not saying that to be self-righteous, but I was, I think I was doing what God wanted me to do. But you were physically on your knees. I was physically on my knees and I was praying because it was a habit of mine every morning to pray. And and as I'm trying to pray, I, I felt like I was praying in this soundproof box and God wasn't hearing anything and nothing was happening. And I felt like I was going through the motions. And then I heard something in the ear of my heart, if I can say it that way. I didn't hear a visual, right. I didn't hear anything verbal, but I heard this in my sense in my spirit. If I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. It's a passage I'd memorized probably when I was a child. If I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. It was hmm. Psalm 66, 18. And that kept coming in my mind, and I knew exactly what it was referring to. And uh, I was trying to brush it off, because what it was referring to was a homework assignment that I was doing for a seminary class. <laughs> so this is, this is the second of two things that the primary lessons I learned during my three years in the seminary. The previous podcast was one of them. This is the other one. And this was regarding uh, a huge homework assignment in which I had been cheating. And again, <laughs> I was preparing to be a pastor and I was cheating, you're cheating. On, a, on a homework assignment in the class called uh, post-exilic and prophetic literature, you know, like uh, Psalms, <laughs> Proverbs, uh, some of the I mean, Ezra, Nehemiah. Now, when you say cheating, Matt, are you just are you plagiarizing some stuff? Or are you using some last year's notes from some kid or uh, explain what you mean by? Well, I'll, I'll explain that and then I'll go back to my time of prayer when I was. OK, OK, well, you can this. go ahead. I was just curious. No, no, no I want to I'll go there. So it was uh, uh, my I have this paper in front of me. I have this homework paper. I saved it. I did get an A on the assignment, and I'll explain more about that later. <laughs> so it was an assignment on Chronicles, Esther, and Ezra and Nehemiah, and it was a lot of the assignment was Hebrew language, and oh. I had Hebrew. It's a hard language. It reads right to left instead of left to right. It's different, and I was just I was burned out. I was right. just burned out, and it was one of these assignments. The professor was Dennis McGarry. His nickname was Mad Dog McGarry. It gives you a sense of who he was. He was just, he was very intense, seemed to be unapproachable. I realized later that wasn't the case, but he seemed to be unapproachable. Massive homework assignment, probably eight hours if he did it all correctly. And I have it in front of me, just a little writing. and, And so we were in a group doing the homework assignment together with some other seminarians. And uh, we're going to say, let's work on this one, then this one, then this one. Then somebody finally said, I don't remember who, why don't you do one and why don't you do number two and I'll do number three and then we'll just copy each other's answers. And then you do four, you do five, you do six, then we'll copy each other's answers. And so we really weren't doing the questions together. It was more of why don't we just each take a third of the assignment and then copy each other. But we kind of couched that in, let's do it as a group. (laughs) <laughs> and I think I knew as soon as we started doing this, I don't think this is the intention of the assignment. I think this is cheating. 
Yes. Because I'm copying what somebody else's work. I was doing a third of the homework assignment. So uh, we all finished the assignment. Um, I don't even remember who was in my group. And I, they have no idea I had this conversation with the, with the professor or anything. But with that morning when I was praying and I was hearing in my ear of my heart, if I cherished it in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I knew God was talking about this assignment from OT 711 poetry and post-exilic <laughs> history that God cares about that. Right. And so, um, and I thought, okay, this is, this is Satan trying to distract me. He's trying to keep me from praying this morning, you know, get thee behind me, Satan. Right, right. So right. I tried all that, tried all kind of wiping off the screen thinking it must be <laughs> Satan, but I felt like it was God's like, no, I'm, if you cherish sin in your heart, I'm not going to hear you. We can't continue this conversation if you cherish it in your heart. And so wow. I was like, oh, come on. And, I, and then I finally got up and I had to go to a, a class, like an eight o'clock class. And I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew I had to talk to the professor. I mm -hmm. knew I had to talk to him. And again, this is Mad Dog McGarry. Right. Seemed to be unapproachable. And the whole first class I was in prior to find, trying to find him, I literally was trying to do the math thinking, okay, if, if he fails me on this assignment, which he very well could and should, I may not get a good enough grade on this class to count for credit toward my degree. I may have to take this class again, which in that situation meant coming back a whole nother term, which meant thousands of dollars. So I thought, surely, God, surely you understand I want to be a good steward of money. I don't, if I confess to you, God, do I have to tell Dr. McGarry that I've done this? And I felt like God was saying, if you cherish it in your heart, Lord, will not hear me. And let me just say the word cherish. The word cherish, is, it's not like I, cherish we often think is, oh, it's beautiful. Cherish, the word there is kind of like if you have a spot in your carpet a dirty spot and you see it there and don't do anything that's like that's the the, the concept there is like i'm cherishing that spot i i don't like it being there but i'm not doing anything to clean it up but and you're going to tolerate in a it biblical itself. sense i'm tolerating yes cherishing it some versions say i'm regarding it it's, it's there I, I know it's there i'm not doing anything right 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 so in that sense i was regarding and cherishing this in my heart and so i felt like god was like no you got to talk to him about it and i was like god can i just confess to you and another, yeah. another <laughs> lesson i've learned from this is if you confess to god but not to a person like to man then maybe your confession is shallow because if my wow. sin was against a person but all i tell is god god i'm i, I confess this sin to you i'm not being honest because again Christianity is not a solo sport. It's a relational thing. And if I've broken a relationship with this professor in this case, then I need to confess him too, or I'm not really being honest with God. And God God knew that. God called me on that. Well, no, right. you can tell me all you want, Matt, but I want you to tell Dr. McGarry. And I was like, I don't want to tell Dr. McGarry. <laughs> and so my whole first class, I can't remember anything from that first class that morning because I was I literally, I was literally sweating and hoping, hoping that I could find Dr. McGarry in his office and also hoping that he wouldn't be there. Exactly. If he's not there, maybe that's God's way of saying it's okay. Okay, yeah. So I was just, I was just, that was a morning. And then as soon as that class got over, um, went to where Dr. McGarry's office was in a different building again, hoping to see him, but not to see him. And he was there. So uh, I think we had, he maybe knew who I was from being in the class. It was a large class, probably 60 people in the class. So he probably didn't know me well. And so I sat down and we started talking about this assignment and I said, Dr. McGarry, let me just tell you what we were doing on this assignment. I didn't tell him who else was in my group because that's not my job. To, Correct. That's right. not their, that's their deal with God, not mine. And I explained to them that we were doing, you know, you do one, you do two, you do three, copy, four, five, six, copy, you know, that kind of thing. And I said, and Dr. McGarry, I, I think, and this whole time I'm, I'm, my head's kind of down on my shoulders are slumped. 
I'm feeling uh, kind of back to the term I use in another podcast, self-condemnation. Like, yeah. I can't believe I did this. I've never, I don't remember ever cheating at school before. Not that I probably was ever tempted. But I remember telling Dr. McGarry after we had done it, I said, I Dr. McGarry, I, th- I think we were cheating. I think we're, che- and I could not say the word cheat. <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my mouth because I thought I can't say that about myself. That's too, that's too dark. But then I, I felt like I needed to say, I think we were cheating. Yeah. And he looked at me and said, yeah, you were. That was, that was not my intention in the assignment. I wanted you to work in groups, but the intention was not to do that kind of work Sharing. and copy, work yeah. and copy, work right. and copy. So I, uh, <laughs> You know, I was kind of like, okay, now what's going to happen? What's next? Because the hammer going to come down from Mad Dog McGarry. So I said, so what do you want me to do? And I was, my my demeanor was, I threw myself on the mercy of the court. Right. <laughs> thinking, okay, he's going to give me a zero. And he may ask me, at the best case scenario, I think he's going to ask me to rework the whole assignment on my own. But that was going to be eight hours. I didn't have the emotional energy or time to do that. I, th- I can't do that. I will, but I can't. So he said, well... Let me tell you this, Matt. And I remember very clearly, he said, that if, if the fact that one man's ministry might be saved because he's sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, then the grade you got is the grade you get. And I was like, Dr. McGarry got 49 out of 50 on, the, on this. Yeah, the grade you got is what you get because it's reward enough for me to know that your ministry might be saved because you're sensitive to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And so I was like, wow. I, I never understood. I didn't like, what's he doing? This is Mad Dog McGarry. This is the guy who should slap yeah. me around, you know? And uh, I left that office and I had to go across campus because I had somewhere to be. And I was running, but for one time in my life, I really don't believe my feet ever touched the ground. And what was playing in my head, and I'm sure this was God, and this kind of fits into the lesson that I learned. This is my lesson number two, was the hymn, um, and I'll sing it if it's okay on the, on the podcast. It was the hymn that's, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, <laughs> and sinners plunge beneath that flood. The next line just lose all, lose all your guilty stain lose all their guilty stain and I thought this is what mercy is about Mm. and so it was like and here this is an Old Testament class in the Old Testament class, one of the one of the big words in the Old Testament is the word hesed. It's a Hebrew word. It means the loving mercy of God, this loving kindness and I thought, that's what this word means. It's when I, I deserve something that's totally due me a failing grade yes. or a rework but I'm told no you get the A that you got and wow. I probably written papers on the Hebrew concept of hesed the loving kindness of God and even when you read the New Testament it says Jesus is full of truth and loving kindness and mercy it's the same kind of concept there and I thought this is what this is what God's mercy is like I could have written papers on it but I wouldn't have experienced it this way right and uh, years later, literally years later, I went back to Dr. McGarry's office and I told him, and I had the homework assignment with me, and I said, you probably only remember this, and I don't know if he did. And I said, I need to apologize. I don't remember much of what I learned in your class. I said, I remember everything I learned in your office that day because I learned something about the mercy of God, 
that I needed to know. So my second lesson of what I learned in seminary was my sin's a really big deal to God. Yes. It's a big deal. Sin is a big deal to God. You can't, can't blow it over. You can't just kind of wipe it away. But part of that lesson, my saying is that sin is a big deal, is that the mercy of Jesus is much bigger. If if any of you use the word enormous, the mercy of Jesus is enormous toward us. So yeah, our sin's a big deal. You got to deal with sin, but it that this whole sin, fire, hell, hell, you know, damnation, that kind of stuff, where there's condemnation and and self-loathing onto that, that's not the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of Jesus always wants to point out and convict us of sin so that we can be set free and experience the mercy of Jesus. Lose all your guilty stain. So this was the second lesson I learned in seminary. Three years of seminary, thousands of dollars. And uh, the second of my the lesson I learned in seminary of the two primary ones was my sin's a really big deal, but the mercy mm-hmm. of Jesus is much bigger. Well, speak to the person, Matt, that has been there, done that, but they couldn't find it in themselves to go to the teacher. And so they've been carrying around. Or go to the IRS. Or the IRS. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or the friend. Yeah. Or the spouse. Or the pa- whoever. Fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. They just couldn't muster up that strength or that whatever. Whatever that word is. You know, yeah, that, yeah, okay. Yeah. So now they listen to this podcast and all this has come flooding back in on them. Yeah. And now it's like, well, I never experienced the mercy of God like that because I never gave it a shot. What do I do? I'm still, can- I can't go back and fix this. The professor's dead. And it's 40 yeah. years later. Well, but- and there's, you're right. There's, there's, if somebody's dead or, you know, there's an offense you've, and somebody's dead or whatever, you can't do anything. But there's times, I mean, I, I, uh, I've, my wife knows this, knows this story, but also another story I've told is, oh, probably three or four years ago, there's a time I lied to my wife about something. And it wasn't, it wasn't a moral issue. It was, it was basically I was lying to prevent a conflict. Yeah. <laughs> no, no right. harm, no foul. That right, kind of thing. right, right, right. And it just hung on me. And I just like, okay, God, I, I, I kind of tweaked the truth a little bit just because I didn't want to have a fight with my wife. Yes. And God's like, but you tweaked the truth. That's called lying. Mm-hmm. If you cherish sin in my heart, Lord, we're not here. It, and it was, it was uh, sadly to say, it was a few months till I finally told my wife, I, I wasn't honest about that statement. I don't know if she even remembered it, but I remembered it. You did, and, yeah. And, and I will say, if, if you're somebody who you feel like there's something that that has been left un uh, unconfessed or whatever, the freedom of the confession is way way better than the hidden weight of holding this the stain of guilt inside of you. Mm-hmm. Because you can hold it in, but it starts affecting all your relationships. And again, Christianity is not a solo sport. It's a relational thing. Dr. McGarry showed me things mercy, things about the mercy of Jesus that I had not understood in the way I didn't understand it. I could have studied all I want. I could have used willpower all I want to try to understand mercy, but I wouldn't. Same thing. If there's issues in my life where I need to confess sin to somebody else, I can experience the mercy of God only if I confess that to somebody. Mm-hmm. And and maybe if the, the person you need to confess to is dead, maybe you tell somebody else. But again, one of my one of my favorite authors, Dallas Willard, once said, uh, "If you're not repentant before man, then you're not really repentant before God." So you might tell God, you know, God, I really hurt this person 15 years ago, but they're dead now, so I'm off the hook. Maybe you still need to tell somebody. Okay, Just tell, you know, I I lied to this professor. I I cheated on my IRS thing, or I cheated on this, or I. I I told the insurance company something that wasn't true, but there are things you can make them right again. Um, 
But it's not so much about making it right as much as making your heart right before God. You do need to make it right. Do what you need to do to make it right. But your, our sin's a big deal to God. It, the Bible tells us it separates us from God, but his mercy is way bigger. Well, I think the uh, a point should be made because it could have easily gone the other way, Matt. He could have said, you know what? You're getting an F. You will be taking this class again. And the lesson for that day would have been, man, I got this off my my chest, but there's no mercy here. I'm having to pay but, for but this. But I do know, just from what I know of Dr. McGarry now, if he would have gone that route, he would have said that with great mercy. Exactly. No, he, he would have. not have. But but some people don't. That's a part of the part of the people in the part of the part of the problem is even in the church we experience self we not only experience self condemnation we experience condemnation from others like the Pharisees were good at giving to people. Yes. So, but Dr. McGarry, he could have easily said, uh, and 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 wisely and with mercy said, um, yeah, I'm going to fail you on this assignment, and we've got to do some more work. But he would have done it. I'm absolutely convinced he would have done it with the mercy of God toward me. And I the agree. The mercy of Jesus. I agree. But so I'm not saying, you're right, I'm not saying that mercy means you forget. if somebody bangs into your car, you should just be merciful. And no, no. My, my, the point I was making, let's say that you have, you know, you have lied on some income and then the Lord has convicted, Holy Spirit's convicted, and you've got to square that away with the IRS. It's likely after you tell them, they're not going to be as merciful. And so I don't want people walking away from this podcast. It's like, hey, man, if I if I if I confess, then the mercy God's going to show me mercy, and I'll get out of this. No, you still may have to pay yeah. the tax. Well, think, about, the, think about David's sin with Bathsheba. Yeah, he and still then he, yes. his uh, Bathsheba yes. was pregnant, and then the child was maybe going to die after David confessed sin, and the child still died. Still died. But who who has written more about the mercy of God more than David in the Psalms? So he knew the mercy of God. He didn't. He didn't say that wasn't God being merciful. He should have saved my child. But no, the mercy of God was still there because our sin is a big deal. But his mercy even covers uh, it covers our confession. It, it covers everything. It's enormous in our lives. I'm reminded of, a, and I can't remember because I didn't wasn't sure where we were going to go. But you remember, um, this again was David. I think it was after he uh, counted um, the tribe when he was told not to, <laughs> I believe. Okay. And God, remember what God gave him? He says, you're going to be punished. Okay, there's gonna he there's gave him like choices. Choices, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can have seven days of my wrath, or seventy days, or whatever it was. And so, I think people should understand that sometimes, sometimes, that we don't get out from underneath the weight and penalty of our sin. But confessing this and getting it off, getting our clean conscience before God, is way more better than getting passed on a class, or yes. way more better than getting a pass on the IRS. Your conscience and your heart will be clean before God, but there still may be consequences. Agreed. Agreed. And you but hit somebody else's car, you still have to pay for still it. Still got to pay for but, it. But if you lie about it, then you compound that with the heaviness of, of guilt in your heart that you not not only that you lied to people, but you're lying to God. Yeah. And but but God is merciful. I just want to remind people that God is merciful. The prodigal son, when he came home, most people would have expected, understandably so, the father being on the front porch with his arms crossed, <laughs> saying to his prodigal, dirty, pig smelling son, What do you have to say for yourself, yes. son? But the Bible tells us that the father ran to his son. Yes. Which offended the Pharisees. Like, that's not God. No, but this is God. God runs to those who turn back and come home. 
Well, one's got to think, Matthew. Why in the world people spend thousands of dollars going <laughs> yeah, to a yeah, seminar yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when you got a, a whole life lesson, man, in an hour in a guy's yeah. classroom? Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. it's it's saved your ministry, both these podcasts in the last week and then this week as well. Great lessons. Great lessons from seminary. Well, again, thank you so much for uh, listening to Upstream, following Jesus, the uh, media ministry of Exodus Church in Bloomington. Once again, for Matt Newsbaum, this is Mike Richardson saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.